I'm Ana Zena, and you're listening to the Stay Fit, Stay Lit podcast. If you're ready to take your fitness, your body, and your life to the next level, then this is the place to be. And I'm so excited you're here, so now let's begin. Well, it's time to get this party started. <laughs> time to get this party started. Welcome back to the Stay Fit, Stay Lit podcast. Today I want to talk about the mental, emotional, physical transformation and what it feels like in your body as you're changing, as you're reaching your fitness goals. We all have different fitness goals, but for me and what I do with my clients is focus on body recomposition. So I'm all about building muscle, which helps you burn fat. I'm all about like sculpting your body. So if you're interested in learning more, you can head to my website, aminazinafitness.com. You can fill out a form. We can talk about one-on-one personal training, or I also have a course course that will help you become your own trainer. That's really what I want to teach people is like, okay, how do you put it together? Because you have to put together the workouts and the food. And there's just a lot of stuff that if it's your first time doing something or taking fitness serious, or even just taking this approach, like maybe you work out regularly, but you haven't taken a more structured route. That's really what I like to teach people. And I want to talk about that today. Like, how does it feel in your mind and in your body when you're going through this change and um, where do you even start? So most of the time people make changes from a place of inspiration or desperation. I heard that on this self-development YouTube channel the other day. And yeah, it's kind of true. Usually you're feeling really good and really positive and you make a big move for yourself or you're down and out. Maybe you're feeling broke or maybe in your body you're feeling like you're sick of the way you're feeling, like whether it's you wanna lose weight or gain weight, because it depends. I work with both clients. So if you're new, I'm Amina. I've been doing this for 14 years, teaching people fitness, being a fitness instructor, teaching spin classes, teaching boot camps, and I'm also a musician, a DJ, music producer. That's also what I love to do. So this has been my life now. I'm currently living in Amsterdam for four years at this point, which is crazy. Time has, time is weird. And in the solar system is Pisces season. So I'm making this episode on March 6th. Pisces season is the actual end and beginning of the new um, new zodiac year. So Pisces is the last sign in the horoscope. And then Aries, spring is the rebirth. And I'm really feeling this wave right now. Spring is the rebirth. I'm also a Taurus Aries cusp. So I have some Aries traits, but I'm a, I identify with Taurus. So I'm a spring baby. I'm all about the renewal and I feel that energy too in my life. But anyways, as far as the fitness stuff goes, there's a certain way that we have to start the change and it's either gonna come from feeling inspired or feeling desperate. And I've done fitness through both. When I was super overweight as a kid, I was morbidly obese, I was like, over 200 pounds and I was like a 10 year old, you know what I mean? So there was a good part of my life where I was fat, but I have spent most of it very fit, extremely fit because I teach 10, 15, when I was in New York, easily 20 to 30 classes a week and training clients and like New York's on another level. Plus the city itself is a gym, stairs. I lived on a fifth floor walk up. Amsterdam is also a gym when you bike everywhere, but I have an e-bike. So my legs don't be working that hard all the time, but it's still good for your mobility. I love having an e-bike. E-bike is life. Anyways, the change happens when you get that 
calling inside. That's definitely how it usually feels for me. It's just like a moment. And at first it's desperate changes. Like I remember even being in college. College is when I first started everything, but it was a stressful time. I think you're young, you're in your 20s, and you're like, what am I doing with my life? What is life, first off? But then what am I gonna do? You don't really have much experience a lot of times, at least growing up as a millennial in college in your 20s. It was, the internet wasn't fully an option for people to work on, so you were really focused on networking and figuring out your next move. And for me, my next move out of college was to New York. And that's where I really took the whole fitness thing to the next level, became a personal trainer, started teaching at the gyms every single day, like six days a week. I still do, I love it, this is my life. I'm at the gym, teaching classes, doing something with fitness every single day because I just like, I love to do it. And when you first make that progress though, like I said, when I was a kid in high school, your body starts changing and you notice how people kind of treat you different. But even before that happens, it's like, okay, you're making this change and you're looking at yourself in a new way. That's really where it comes from, is like seeing yourself differently. You've had enough or you're just feeling good. And then you start embodying the energy of that change you wish to see. You start really just embodying it. It's not just about getting a gym membership. It's not just about getting a protein supplement and taking it every day, even though you have to do those things, but you start feeling positive. You start realizing I have the power to shift. It's like you realize the only competition is within. It's like this you versus you mentality kicks in. And you're like, I'm about to be the best I've ever been. And you just claim that energy and you run with it. That's how I describe it. That's how I feel anytime I've made a major shift in my life, whether that was completely changing my body when I was a teenager from being morbidly obese. Like I dropped so many pant sizes. I went from fat to fine. You know what I mean? I started seeing my abs for the first time in my life um, when I was like 16, you know? And I think I got down to like a size 12, size 10. And that's where I've been ever since. You know, I, I hover around a size 10 jeans, US, whatever that means. But I have specific measurements. Like I measure my around my boobs, I, re- I measure around my waist, and I measure around my butt. And I like to be like 36, 36C. Sorry if this is too much, <laughs> but we, we comfortable now. But like I have preferences, okay, with how I, I like my body to look and feel. And because I have these numbers and these measurements, it's actually very helpful for me. Everybody else has a different process, but I guess as somebody who has been bigger and morbidly obese. And once you've been fat, your fat cells are always on your body. They, maybe they can freeze off. I've been doing cryotherapy every day for like almost four years at this point. So, and red light therapy, and I've noticed a difference, but ultimately the fat on your body, the leanness of your body is gonna be determined by how much muscle you have. So knowing how to eat enough protein, really it's about eating enough protein period and making sure you're eating high quality, nutritious fiber, carbs, vegetables, like, If you just eat mad lean protein, vegetables and carbs every day, you'll be good. Honestly, I've been, I've been on my that girl energy recently, for real, like I'm that girl. I was in a dark night, Corona hit, two years was weird, but like recently I'm feeling me again and like chicken, rice and vegetables, satisfying. I'm not saying you can't have other things, but like 80% of the time, it's best to just keep it chill, keep your food at home, keep it good, 
keep it regulated and, and making sure you're actually getting what you need. And then the 20% of the time, yeah, go out to eat, go have tacos, go have, you know, even when you're out to eat though, I've really kept my body together and I eat fast food sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like when I was in New York, I ate Shake Shack multiple times a week, multiple times a week I was at Shake Shack with a 29 inch waist, you know? So it doesn't have to be crazy hard. I have clients that have literally transformed their body there's an interview on my website, client Lee, she transformed her body eating Chipotle like every day. Like it doesn't have to be crazy, but you do have to have structure. You do have to have structure. And I think sometimes when people haven't had structure, it's hard to, it's hard to adapt to any sort of change. And that's something when you're transforming your body, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's bad. And you have to really know that. You have to know that it's hard work, but it's still good for me. And it's actually fun. A challenge is fun. And once you start moving your body, like whether you're running, lifting weights, taking a spin class, once you start moving your body, your blood starts pumping, you start feeling good. Like you get the energy as you create the energy, but you have to start. That's the thing. People are waiting to get energy then to start, but if you start, then you'll get energy. Start slow, but go. And that's the thing. Any sort of workout requires the proper warm up. So, you have to remember that anything worth having, you have to take your time to get into a flow with it for a bit. But once you start getting in the flow, it feels effortless. It feels just effortless. And that's where we bridge the gap between uncomfortable to comfortable because you don't always have to be uncomfortable all the time in your life. But if you want change, you have to be uncomfortable. It's okay to have comfort in certain things, I think. It's okay to have a nice comfortable home that is clean and nice and cozy. It's great to have comfortable relationships with people that you can trust and are reliable and you know are there for you. You know, not saying that they're holding you back or not letting you grow, but sometimes you gotta have comfort. But if you really wanna change anything in your life, you have to get uncomfortable and then you can feel the comfort of that new change and then you enjoy the change for a while and then you get uncomfortable again. See, I've always wanted somebody to say that and nobody says that. Nobody ever says that in the self-development space, personal training space. Hey, you can be comfortable for a little bit. Enjoy it. You you got uncomfortable, you made a change, coast for a second. Like for me recently, I just moved into my dream home in Amsterdam. But I'm not gonna lie. Like it costs a lot of money and I have the money, but sometimes things cost more than you realize and that's okay. I'm getting there at my own pace. You know, like I have a great place to live and uh, I have everything I need. It's not like I lack. But I'm like, wow, I really wanna paint the walls and I really wanna get a carpet and I really wanna do this and I really wanna do that and I really wanna do the countertops. And it's like, this stuff is really gonna cost a lot. And you have to factor in life, you have to factor in paying in rent, you have to factor in so many different things. So it's like, don't bite off more than you can chew. It's okay to be where you're at. Remember at one point when you weren't in your dream house, Amina? Remember that? And you would just give anything just to be there? You know, and I slept on the floor for few weeks when I first got here and now I have a comfortable bed with a memory foam mattress, you know? And I didn't have a couch for a few days when I first got here and it felt gloomy. And now I have a really great, amazing, huge, cozy, comfortable couch and I have lamps and I have a dining table and I have chairs and I have a desk and I have drawers and I have, I have things, but it's like, I understand you want the art on the wall. You want all of this. You want the body. You want the body now and you want the muscles and you want the big booty. And it's like, hold up a second. You also have to enjoy where you're at in the process of where you wanna be. 
So that's why energy is the most important thing. Energy and showing up. Because once you show up consistently, the results happen pretty quick. And that's another thing, it's not to compare. It's not to compare and everybody has their own timeline and truly as your body changes, it's gonna keep changing and keep getting better. That's the other thing. As my body has been in the gym longer and longer, I'm like, damn, I didn't even know I could look like that. I was just, I was happy with the initial weight loss and just seeing that I had lost weight. And then, you know, all of a sudden your waist is getting mad tight and snatched and your your body is shifting and your booty's lifting and everything, your arms are tightening. And yeah, it, it was really cool to see my body go from, okay, you know, I initially lost weight and that's cool, but then I started lifting weights and I transformed again and again and again. And you take these progress pictures and you're like, wow, throughout the years, you can see the tightness, the definition, the muscle maturity. Muscle maturity is a thing. Like when those muscles are been there for a while, you get them deeper cuts and that's hot. <laughs> that's the thing. We've been taught that as you get older, your body's supposed to get worse. No, boo-boo, your body can get better over time. You know, you can, I, in New York, there was trainers that were 50, 60 years old who looked good, who looked easily half their age, who had that muscle maturity. They were still mobile. They were still like working with their clients. Like I've seen it. So that's the thing is that we have to create what we want and feel what we want and allow yourself the process, especially in the beginning, you have to allow yourself to get uncomfortable a lot. You have to allow yourself to try a new way of thinking. It's about allowing, allowing yourself to be a new version of yourself. It's not obsession, it's protecting your peace. That's what structure will bring you because I count macros every single day. It's not hard. At this point, I, the amount of time it takes to log my food collectively, because I log as I go. Guys, if you are gonna log your food at the end of the day, which is better than not doing it, okay but it is so much, makes so much more sense if you log as you go. If you're like in the kitchen cooking, you know you already have your phone around, don't front. You're looking at the package right there, you can see the exact amount, you can just, that's what I do. You look at the amount and you put it in and then you can compare, make sure it's right and then throw the package away. And then guess what? The food log app saves what you eat most days anyways and you just have to hit the button again. You eat the same amount of it, just like don't make it hard. Every package tells you what's exactly what's in it. Every package on the very front, there's a number. That's how much is in it, not how much you ate. <laughs> That's it. Write that shit down. Look at it at the end of the day. See if it met your needs. Like, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, I keep it really logical with my food. I really think through when I'm about to eat things. And it's not stressful and it's not obsession. It's protecting your peace. Because if you care about how you feel and look, you care about what you put in your mouth at all times. You're mindful and conscious. It is good to be mindful of what you eat at all times because you don't wanna get sick. You don't wanna eat something that isn't right. And you also know that food is powerful and it can also build the body you want. You need it to build the body you want. So you gotta make sure you're eating what you need to eat to build the body you want. See what I'm saying? And that is something we have to trust the science on a little bit. That's the thing. I'm not a science person. I'm like a, I'm a science to a degree person, but I'm all about energy. I'm all about understanding your body intuitively. Like I'm about like massage. I love Eastern medicine, herbs, acupuncture, all these sort of natural remedies 
to like 99.9% of things. I'm all about that. But science is important. I understand there's some things, modern things, like I have dental work. You know, I have had, I've had root canals. I've had those sort of things and fillings. Like I believe in science. I'm just saying that it's both. And with the food and the, the macros and the nutrition, just, just trust it. Like this is how you build muscle. You build muscle, you burn fat. When I learned that, I went to New York. I worked at Equinox initially. Equinox is a, you know, bougie gym really top-notch education though like they had us in seminars we had to do like practical exams we had to pass levels and tests and we had to work out ourselves like they had to like you had to show up to these like team workouts and like you actually had to like prove your shit you know what I mean like you couldn't just not be there working out and like I really leaned out like crazy like I got the most athletic I would say when I first moved to New York I was focused on being like athletic as fuck like I was super lean I was doing like plyo push-ups like burpees all the time and pull-ups and it was a fun uh phase in my journey I'm not saying I don't continue to do those things but I've had a lot of phases in my journey and at one point it was really about being endurance fast lean fit and then I had another phase in my training where it was more about okay getting strong lifting heavier building my glutes really becoming like a bodybuilder like in both ways i know what it's like to completely lean out and get shredded and stay there i was there for three and a half years like it's not like it was some some unsustainable thing i was doing everything i do is sustainable because everything's a lifestyle and everything could be done in a simple way now the thing is i work out a lot and i teach a lot of classes so i require something different but i also know how to make effective, sustainable, like three times per week workout programs that can change your life forever. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. It just has to take a lot of awareness. It just has to take the awareness of what you eat mostly. That's the thing. And I think a lot of people get emotional with that. There's a lot of, uh, you know, eating disorders are on a spectrum. And one of my best friends, she is a coach for people with eating disorders and she's a nutritionist. She has degrees and you know, she's, uh, I recently went to Portugal with her and we had a really great talk about it and the mindset of, of the eating disorder spectrum. And it's challenging out there. Fortunately, you know, she even kind of like low key diagnosed me and she was like, no, you don't really have any eating disorders. Like just based on what I know about you. It's like, if anything, honestly, when I was a kid, I got fat because I love food. For, <laughs> for real, I love food. I feel almost no guilt around it. Now, I, like I said, I have a very like high awareness of what I'm eating. Like I'm always making sure I'm getting enough protein and I have to fight myself a lot. Like yesterday I let myself, Sunday was my day off. I had pad thai, I just went to the street and I got pad thai. You know, the rest of my day I logged it. It was like my 20% day yesterday, but I still kept it pretty clean, like no processed sugar. I had pad thai, I had chicken, I had rice. I had a really simple, just nothing crazy, some yogurt. And then today I also had some, I had two of these like cookies and it ended up being 200 calories or something like that had some processed sugar had some egg salad had some other things today but then I I was like okay I've given myself like leeway and now I have to tighten up again there's nothing wrong with that I'm tightening up and I'm being mindful now for the rest of the day like I already had sort of a treat nothing that blows my macros nothing that takes me off course but that was it for the day It wasn't even stuff, I don't feel guilty, I don't feel bad, but it's now like, okay, keep the rest of the day tight. Chicken, brown rice, vegetables. 
no more processed sugar, no no chocolate. You know what I mean? Just have, if you want something sweet, you have fruit. Because fruit from sugar is not the same as the processed like sugar in donuts and stuff like that. You know, have some, some fruits, have some like good flavored yogurt. Yogurt's a life savior, yo. The thing is though, to be honest, I don't really trust the dairy in America. And that's also another layer of if you live in the States, the food now isn't just food. You're, you're dealing with organic versus not organic, which is a big reason. I found it kind of easy to eat clean in the United States when I lived there because I was so upset with the food system and how corrupt it was that I just, it kind of took a little bit of the joy out of like eating. It was like, let me just keep it to the bare necessities because sometimes it just felt so heavy. And if you're in America and you, you feel that way, I feel you, that heaviness of thinking about all the GMOs and the food and the organic versus the conventional. Like why should you have to go to a grocery store and decide between the level of organicness of your fruit? What are we doing to the food, honestly? Why? Why? That's not ethical. So if you live in the United States, I encourage you to find better ways to get produce and you know it's a right yo you gotta keep keep fighting for it keep fighting for it or leave the country boo <laughs> there's plenty of places you can go as an american americans have so many rights in other countries it's crazy it's because we have the biggest military so take advantage of it boo boo if you can maybe consider it because that was a big one for me i wanted to live in a place where the food is more ethical and that's definitely in europe so just thinking about all the stuff that you have to look out for on the label when you're in America, non this, non GMO, no high fructose corn syrup, you know, no uh, lechin and all these like, what? You look on the back and all these ingredients, there's 26 ingredients and in something that was supposed to be 100% natural. Y'all do your best out there. It's not impossible though. You can eat well in the States, just eat vegetables. I feel like even with GMOs, GMOs, okay, but nature, nature over GMOs. Nature will always override GMOs. That's why as much as they wanna try, they can't really change nature as much as they want to. Like nature is still the most healing element to us as humans. Humans are nature, we eat the earth, we are the earth, we decompose into the earth and we turn into the soil and then we eat that soil and then because we eat the plants that come from the soil, you know what I mean? There's like a circle of life. So I think even if the food in America has a lot of poison and crazy shit in it, you can find alternatives. If you eat the produce and the fruits and the vegetables, it's still gonna, you're gonna get the good vitamins and enzymes. You're still gonna get the benefits of them. You know, just try to find just the least tampered with food, like get local stuff, grow what you can, buy certain things in bulk, you know, eat oatmeal, like eat stuff that can't be fucked with too much. You know, you have to make food taste good. That's really the key to keeping the body and keeping the results because yeah, going out to eat is great. Like I love New York for that reason. Like I live to go out to eat. Like a couple times a week I was out to eat in New York, you know, two or three times a week. But, um, Really, to keep the body, you really need to know how to cook your own food and make it macro-friendly and make it taste good so that way you can just keep it tight. You know what I mean? You gotta keep it tight. Going out to eat two to three times a week, I get it. People have different lifestyle and different needs and like 
I have some clients in New York who only do meal prep. And if that's an option for you, do that. Some people don't even like to cook, but if you're getting your stuff meal prepped and you're getting exactly like, I want this, that, I want these goals, this macros, you pick in advance, someone makes it for you, it's the same thing. You either get a meal prep service that you're gonna commit to forever, indefinitely, or you learn how to cook. And then those other meals throughout the week, that's just for your soul. Of course you can hit macros and it can be good for you. Like going out to eat does not have to blow your progress. Especially like some of my favorite meals, like last time I was in Miami, I think there's a place called Big Pinks or something like that, I'm giving y'all a free promo, but there's this chopped salad, just chicken cob, chopped salad, with the cheese and the bacon and egg. Like that's my favorite meal on the planet is a chopped salad. Like I don't care, like that, that tastes, Chopped salad, I mean, pizza's great, tacos. I think it's tacos and a big ass chopped salad. Like, salad is so good. Vegetables are so good when you have the right seasonings, when you have the right ingredients, when you get some good dressing on it. You know what I mean? Like, make your healthy food taste bomb AF. That's what I love about New York. They have all these salad bars where they chop it up, they put the mad good dressing on it, and it's all paleo, and it's all good. Like, eat good, you know? Good food, good mood, man. That's really what life's about. <laughs> good food, good gains. So that's the process, man. The process is first, you feel as if you already have the results. How do you feel when you have the results? Like you feel sexy, you feel confident. Like I'm in my 90s girl R&B era right now. I really feel like I'm a Shanti recently. Like I'm just like feeling myself. I got the right vibes. I got the right energy. <laughs> I got the good vibes with me and good people around you that make you feel in that vibe. And, oh my God, I'm rubbing my eye and I have mascara on. That's the worst. Ladies, don't rub your eye if you have mascara on and change your mascara every six months. Sometimes the cheap mascara, that's the thing about makeup. I love Sephora, but certain things don't have to be expensive for them to be good. And mascara is one of those things. Like, I don't know, I've had Chanel mascara, Dior mascara, I've had those mascaras. I think I've had every mascara, especially when you get the samples. And my favorite mascara recently for the past four years has been a three euro, which is the equivalent to $3, $3 waterproof vegan mascara from like Essence or something like that. Best mascara ever. And I get a new one every six months because it's three euros and yay. But then there's some stuff you cannot get rid of. Kat Von D tattoo eyeliner, sis is you can't, It's you have to get it from Paris because they don't even have it in the Netherlands, man. Like I have to get it, every time I go to Paris, I get it like for real. Um, but anyways, so embody the energy of that girl. How do you feel? Feel like a Shanti, <laughs> if, that, if she's who you consider, you know, that girl. Aaliyah, those are that girl to me. Mariah, Mariah when she was with Fantasy, that girl, you know what I mean? Nowadays, I don't know who I feel is who is that girl because I'm thinking about the girls I looked up to as a kid who I felt like, yeah, I love their confidence, I love their swag. Those are that girl. You know, Hilary Duff looks good as fuck though recently. I saw a shoot of her, I was like, girl. You know, whoever that girl is for you. Um, Gabrielle Union, you know? But anyways, you don't have to compare yourself either. But when I say those names, I feel their energy, you know, I, I, I love their style and stuff like that. So I just, yeah. But anyways, then you take action like that girl, right? Beyonce, you know Beyonce is in rehearsal on time, right? 
If you set a gym date, be on time. Get dressed for the gym. Get dressed for the gym. Wow, that just hit me. Like, look cute at the gym. You have to look cute at the gym. That should be like a non-negotiable. Like, you don't have to wear what everybody else is wearing, but don't wear your pajamas, you know? You don't have to wear a crop top matching set, but, you know, look slightly presentable. Don't become in there looking a mess. Spritz a little body spray perfume on. Like, you know, you're going to a public space where people are actually hyper aware of how you look. Like, I hate to break it to you, but when you're at the gym, you're in a public space and people are allowed to look at you. Now, staring at you in an uncomfortable way is not the same thing as glancing over at you and noticing you that and you're there because you're signed up to be a human in a public space. That's been kind of annoying to see on TikTok when girls are like, oh my God, like, look at him looking at me. I mean, yeah, people are gonna look at you and you're gonna look at them at the gym and then you're gonna leave. There's a difference though between really aggressive staring and bothering somebody and clearly crossing a boundary versus a guy glancing at you because isn't that what you kind of low-key wanted anyways? Like, let's be real. If you really don't want anybody to look at you when you work out, work out at home or like go to a section of the gym that's a little more private or go to like a women's only gym. You know what I mean? Like that that trend is is kind of corny. It's like, come on, stop. Like you go to a club and you want everybody to see your outfit and you want men to look at you and think you're attractive. That's okay. It's okay. It's part of human, human living and existence is that we want to look at each other and find each other attractive. And that's why I'm saying you're better off going to the gym in something a little cuter. And it's also more motivating when you see yourself in the right outfits and stuff. Like that's another thing about building your dream body. As you start working out more, you you become more aware of your appearance. And I think it's important, yo, we can't let it slack because I've known so many different types of people. Like when I was first on Instagram, I mean, I feel like, especially when I started DJing in New York, I really used my image a lot. And I was really taking all these selfies and doing sexy photo shoots and all these sort of things. And I was hanging out with IG models and those were the people I was sort of around who it's like, yeah, of course, you know, flaunt it if you got it, like look hot, look good, wear short shorts, wear a bikini, take a picture, get likes, get followers, like it's okay. And then I kind of came to Amsterdam where even in the fitness scene, it almost sometimes feels like we're not here to look good. We already, we want to be healthy. We want to feel good about ourselves. And I'm like, there is a looks thing here though. There, I mean, everybody in the whole world has a looks thing going on. But as far as like the vibe of a place, I feel like New York is very hypersexualized and the United States in general is, but New York and LA are just polarizing hypersexualized. And then Amsterdam is, yeah, it's sexualized, but not hypersexualized. And so I feel like sometimes the motivation for going to the gym and looking good isn't as much of a driving factor as maybe doing something that's good for you and good for the community and good for yourself. Because I think here people have a stronger sense of understanding that if we want to make the community good, you have to be good on an individual level. It's like doing what's good for you is good for everybody. And I feel like in the States, it's like doing what's good for you is good for for you. And that's why you should do it because it's good for you and you're an individual and you need to do what's good for you. And looking as good as possible is good for you. And it, it goes both ways here, but I'm just saying that 
looks being part of the motivation is okay. It is okay. It's not the whole thing. It isn't, but if it helps you, it's okay to be motivated by that. And I also am just saying that, yeah, seeing yourself in better clothing, seeing a better presentation of yourself physically, because how we present on our outside is how we feel inside. And I think if you notice people that are really successful, and it's by your own definition of success, of course, but like the people you look up to probably present themselves pretty well. They look pretty polished and put together. You don't see them like, you know, dragging. And that's okay. I'm not saying like, we, we all be dragging sometimes. Like I'm in sweatpants right now, but even these sweatpants are a level of like presentable. You know what I'm saying? They don't have holes in them. They're not run ragged and pilling. They fit my shape and they're still cute. They're not too big, but they're not too tight. It's like you present yourself better. So fitness is a part of that. It's about really just showing up as the version of you that feels and looks the best inside and outside. Managing that emotion, using that emotion. Cause confidence is more than a feeling. Confidence comes from a certain result. And whether it's a result in your job or whether it's a result in anything, confidence comes from feeling how you wanna feel, knowing that you can have it if you actually put in the work and then doing the work consistently every day. Confidence in knowing that as long as you do the work towards this thing, you can have it. And that's what fitness is. Confidence is building your body from the inside out. It's like you start eating right, you start getting better sleep, you start tracking your workouts and your food, you start seeing changes little bit week by week. You start seeing progress every single day. And that progress is the confidence that you're building. And the confidence you build is brick by brick. And then you get to your goal and your confidence just is like on 10. And now you're at your goal and then you're like, wow, well, where can I go from here? And you set your sights on another goal and you keep moving in that direction. And then you reach that goal. And now you've reached two, three, four, five, six goals. And now confidence in being your best self is just a way of life because you've already proven it to yourself so many times, it now is your dominant frequency. You build it, you built your dominant frequency the same way you build a house. See, when you're building your house, you might be living in an apartment at first, you're building in an apartment, or maybe you're living in a hotel, you're living at home, and then you build the house brick by brick, day by day, and then you move out of that apartment or that hotel or your, your mom's house, and now you live in your own big, beautiful house that you built because you had the confidence to build it every single day. And now you move in the house and now you think about decorating the house and you, you, you decorate the house and then shit, now you, now you sold the house and now you have two more houses and now you have three houses and now you're a millionaire with houses. You see what I'm saying? Everything compounds, but it starts brick by brick. And no matter how good you get, it's still brick by brick. Cause even when you go to get your second house, you still have to do the process. You don't get out of the process. Okay, you have one house and you sold it. Now you have two houses, but now you have to furnish those houses. Maybe it happens a little faster because you have a little more skill, but you still have to brick by brick it. You still have to day by day it. Nobody gets out of that. Beyonce is still rehearsing every day. If she slips up on rehearsal, she's not gonna be as good as she was. Now, because she's been doing it longer, she can afford to go longer without doing it. It's funny because I play the flute like really well. That's one of my hidden secret talents. And I didn't play it for years, but even if I took years off, I could pick it up and play it like it was nothing. Classical music pieces, almost seamlessly, flawlessly. Like my accuracy on the flute is like 99%. Like put a piece of sheet music in front of me and I will play it today. You know what I mean? Other instruments, not so much yet. But with the flute, I'm like that. And even though I had gone years, I still could read sheet music. Now I was rusty coming back, 
but I did not lose the skill whatsoever. I still had, I still knew the notes. I still had the ability to play the flute. As soon as I put it together, I started playing it. Now I haven't gone years without playing it. I might go a week or two sometimes, but at this point I still play it pretty regularly. I really love it, it's super fun. But yeah, the point is that once you've done something a lot, a lot, because I did it a lot when I was a kid. I mean, I think I spent seven years of my life or longer. I'd have to really think about it, but it was it was over five years of playing the flute every single day after school. And it wasn't for hours and hours, but it'd be 45 minutes, an hour, maybe two, nothing that long, right? And it's the same with working out. It doesn't have to be two hours. It could be 45 minutes, it could be 30 minutes, but as long as you're doing it consistently, it adds up. It's funny because I'm also learning Dutch. If I wanna keep living in the Netherlands, which I do and become a permanent resident, I have to pass certain Dutch exams and I've been on Duolingo and sometimes they time you at the end and sometimes I'm not even there for more than 90 seconds or two minutes and 30 seconds. And the amount of times I've ended up number one on the leaderboard and I practice on Duolingo like two or three times a day. I'm sorry, for two, three minutes a day. So yeah, it doesn't have to take forever and ever and ever. 15 minutes towards something, 30 minutes towards something can build anything. So remember, you gotta take action. Take action, if that means getting my course, link in the show notes, get the course. Invest in yourself, invest in the knowledge, invest in what you actually need to succeed because when it comes to fitness, you need a plan. You need a plan and you need to stick to it and you need to measure it, at least in the very beginning. You don't always have to measure things forever. You don't always have to measure every single workout and every single meal forever. But in the beginning, you wanna have as much data as you can so you can see what works and you can see what doesn't and then you use the data to see, okay, am I gonna keep going in this direction or not? Or if that word doesn't work with you, it's like, okay, you have to have the evidence. You have to just see. You have to have something written down and documented so you know what you did, so you know what works. And then if you know what works and you see the results you want, you keep going on that path. And if not, you can change it, but you don't really know what's gonna work for you unless you're really sort of documenting. And you have to believe you're worth that effort. If you have time to scroll in like other people's effort, you need to give yourself that effort. If you have time today to just get caught up on a website and you're adding stuff to the cart and you know you're not even gonna buy it today, you had time, you had the 90 seconds to write down what you did in your workout today. You had the five minutes or less it takes to write down the 100 grams of chicken you cooked today. You have the time for that. You have to give yourself the effort though. You have to know you're worth the effort. It's your body, we only get one. So treat it well every day, love it every day, show up for it every day, respect it every day. That's how I see it, man. There's no guarantees, so you have to remember that when you stay grateful for something, life will give you every reason to stay grateful for something. So stay grateful for your body. And I'm grateful for you, actually. I really am for listening to this podcast. I hope you found it valuable. Hope you learned something, hope you took a gem away. And that's the thing, I appreciate you for challenging your ideas or staying open to new ones because it can be tough. And I think it's okay to hear people's ideas and agree with some or not agree with some of them or wanna hold on to it and unpack it later, you know? Like the other day I was listening to this thing about relationships and this guy said, a thing that was important in a relationship is if two people go to sleep at the same time. And that really has been, I've been thinking about it for a while. I'm like, hmm, I'm really starting to think about it. I don't know if I fully believe it or not, but you just start to, like that was just an example. It's just like sometimes somebody has an idea and you're not meant to fully know how you feel about it yet. So maybe I'm doing that for you right now. 
But anyways, keep your mind open, keep your mind free. Because when you keep your mind open and free, you allow space for new inspiration to come in and new ideas. Because if you want something you haven't had, you have to do something and think in a way you haven't thought before. And that is weird. And sometimes, like I said, like it's uncomfortable. You feel uncomfortable with it, but uncomfortable isn't bad. You can be two different things at the same time. You can be uncomfortable and still on the right path. It, it can work like that. You can be so uncomfortable, but it's the right choice for you. Like literally, like me moving. Moving sucks, right? Nobody likes moving, packing up all your stuff and taking things down and throwing things out and it takes days and weeks. And like, it was so uncomfortable for me to move house. But this is the best place I've ever lived in my life and I love it. And it's uncomfortable for me to live in the early stages of it because it's not painted yet and I don't have a rug yet. And it's not, but guess what? I still love it. I still love that this is my dream home and I get to live in it and my neighborhood's great and I'll paint one day and I'll get a carpet one day and it's all good. You'll get to where you wanna get one day because if you want something, there's already a version of you in this reality that has it, boom. And if there's already a version of you in this reality that has it, you're already there. So don't feel rushed, feel good about having it because how you feel is what you attract. When you feel good about your body, you feel sexy, you feel confident, you feel lean. Use the right words. I use those words. I wanna feel sexy, confident, lean, athletic. Wow, that describes everything. And I wanna feel flexible, sensual, but mostly I wanna feel like, yeah, that girl. And that girl is somebody you know, it's your own standard that you create for yourself. I wanna be that girl, I wanna be fly as fuck forever, you know? And I'm even feeling that musically recently. I'm really feeling like 90s R&B at the moment. That's another thing of my musical journey. I have to trust my musical journey because I was a DJ for five years. And when I first moved to Amsterdam, I thought maybe I was gonna switch into full-time DJing and really take that to the next level. And I worked as a music producer really briefly, like for a few weeks before Corona shut down, but I was gonna make like EDM dubstep for a TV and film music library. So at one point in time, I was riding that wave and now even musically, I'm riding a different wave. And I had so many different experiences over the pandemic, traveling, and I learned to play the bass and was going to a lot more rock shows, getting into this rock scene, exploring a different side musically. And I started DJing again. So I'm, I'll save that for another episode. That's coming up. Today, I just really wanted to talk about the process of like, how does it feel to transform your body? Skin tightening up, you start feeling fitter, your muscles, you start having more energy. Man, you start feeling just energized. You start feeling it. You can really feel the the physiological changes. You can feel your stomach getting tighter. You can feel your muscles like you can just feel them. You can just activate them. You know when like guys can like squeeze their pecs and stuff. And I can do that with my butt. You can like squeeze your glute muscles and you just have more muscle, mind muscle control. More mind muscle control. You just feel better. You feel more efficient. You feel energized. You feel fired up. You feel unstoppable that's how you feel yo and you feel that way and you live that way and you create that way from a place of ease from a place of flow ease uncomfortable but still ease you know like it was uncomfortable for me to move but there was so much ease in my spirit through that move because i knew i was moving to a better place you know what i'm saying 
you're uncomfortable at the gym, you're doing the squats, but you know you're about to look good as fuck. You know what I mean? You're gonna feel good. Your knees are gonna feel better. Hold up, let me readjust this mic, hold up. Yeah, I need to, that's another thing too. I'm gonna have some I have some green tea with me. Let me have a tea break. Just, just take a second, just think. Silence is golden sometimes. So just give yourself the space to be the next version of yourself. You have to give yourself the space, allow yourself. You might lose friends and family. I think I said that in the beginning. A lot of people may not resonate with the new upgraded version of you because that new upgraded version of you might trigger something in them. It might think, oh man, they wanna make that change, but they feel stuck and that they're kind of jealous of you or projecting onto you. I've been there, I've been jealous of people before. At this point in time, I'm not though. I've done a lot of inner work, a lot of healing. I think as you get older, life becomes not more confusing, but you realize absolutely nothing makes sense. So you don't hold on to things that don't matter, like comparing yourself or getting jealous, because what's the point? It's not gonna matter anyways, like we're all gonna die. <laughs> oh, damn it. I know we're not supposed to talk about that, but that's also kind of something, when you realize that, you realize, I just wanna feel good. I wanna feel as good as possible and have as much fun as possible while I'm here, because nothing makes sense. I don't have to be stressed or bogged down I have the space to have fun and have rest. It doesn't matter if I'm famous or not. It doesn't matter if I'm a movie star or a stay-at-home mom. Like, it just doesn't matter because nothing really matters. It doesn't matter. I mean, no. <laughs> In the grand scheme of life, I think what matters most is that you were feeling good because everything in this universe seems to be energy and frequency. How do we get here, yo? Man, we went from, and that's another thing, I'm never gonna deny it. I'm never gonna act like it's not the truth. But as far as feeling that and, and tying this into like building your dream body while you're here, hey, do it while you're here. Cause you wanna feel good while you're here. You wanna have good moments you're here. You wanna be feeling yourself in the bedroom when you're here. It's true, we all wanna have good sex. That's like part of life too. And that's part of being fit. There's nothing better than feeling confident in your own skin, literally. There's nothing better than feeling good athletically. There's nothing better than putting on clothes and being like, shit, I actually like, wow, I'm turning myself on because I look good. <laughs> you know, that's funny. You look at yourself and you turn yourself on. Damn, that's hot, right? That's really what we want. So that's why fitness is important. And you wanna be healthy, you wanna live as long as possible. Like, I don't have the answers to life, who does? I don't have any answers, but it seems like part of our programming is to wanna live as long as possible. And if you wanna live as long as possible in a healthy as possible way, mentally and physically, you need to work out, take care of yourself and eat well. And that's the thing, I know that there are some people out there who are not very structured with their routine, who are in more of a flow, who are, but here's the thing about that. I've, I've followed a lot of people's fitness journeys online and it seems like most people have more success though. That's why I say, you don't always have to log forever. You'll eventually find your flow. But I think in the beginning, logging your fitness journey is the best thing you can do and really 
researching and educating yourself because even if you are flowing through your fitness journey and you're not strict on hitting macros or logging everything to a T, there is a certain element of, hey, I really dove into some knowledge. I really educated myself. I read books. I went to a seminar. I worked with a nutritionist. I worked with a trainer. I took a course. Like, There's always this element of like you need to deepen your education on nutrition and the body and the mind and even reality itself because your manifestation process, the way you see yourself, the way you visualize is also a huge part of this. You have to see yourself and like get specific about what you want to see as well. I want to see a snatch ways. I want to see, you know, my shoulders get bigger. I want to see my body, whatever change. I want to see myself do my first pull up. I want to see myself finishing the finish line. I want to see myself doing a tuck jump. If you're a cheerleader, like, I don't know, whatever it is for you. I want to swim laps. I want to be a yoga instructor. I want to do a headstand. You have to see yourself doing that. So understanding the quantum physics of reality, that everything is just energy and visualization and emotions is also helpful too. But you still have to take action in the 3D and actually, you know, eat well and, and, and do the workouts. But yeah, feeling good is doing good, being good, living good. And it's all good. It's all good. It's all what you make it. That's what I always say. It's all good. It's all what you make it. So again, thank you so much for listening. We're going to wrap it up here. More information about my course is in my show notes. And you stay fit and stay lit. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you learned something useful and enjoyed what you listened to. And if you did, please feel free to take a screenshot of today's episode and post it in your Instagram stories. And be sure to tag me at Aminazina underscore fitness because I want to meet you and I want to shout you out. So thanks again. And until the next time, stay fit, stay lit.